This is a cubic inch of sound, and over the past week, or whatever, who's keeping track anymore, uh, we all watched Luca. I'm Luke, and I've been known to be insane. Uh, I'm Kevin, and I'm a neat idea executed poorly. I'm Dan, and I'm two hours out of sync. I'm Tim, and I stole the Declaration of Independence. I think you've said that before. Have you really? Well, I think that was a fun fact that you've had before. It's not going to stop being true. I don't think so. Well, if it has happened, then yeah, that's that that already has happened. <laughs> the madman so. did it again. <laughs> I, I feel like Nick might have used it as a fun fact before. Okay. I just think I don't know if we could be upset about somebody's life being like at the level of interesting where they've stolen the Declaration of Independence, but they don't really have any other good stories, and they're kind of always going around talking about that. Where'd yeah, remember the time? <laughs> where do you steal it from? I guess is the important question. Um, last I remember, it was, it was like in, uh, the, the White House, where they keep it, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, okay. I thought Nicolas Cage had it. No, he returned it, um, when Sean Bean came looking for it, because there's a new high-profile place for it. Interesting. Wait, did, Good thing I don't remember that movie at, at all. Movie? What? Did Nicolas Cage keep the Declaration of Independence and National Treasure? I don't know. Would have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, if only we watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if only. Alright, Luca. Luca, Luca, it's a Pixar movie. What? I, I liked it. It was nice. I thought it was a neat idea executed poorly. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was, um, it was fun. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't, I don't know. It's, it's no Incredibles. But it, it was it pretty good. Incredibles 2. It didn't hit you in the feels like Inside Out, and it didn't quite give you the existential crisis of Solar, but, like, I enjoyed it. Like, it was a very, like, kind of relaxing and fun film to watch. It was that definitely was better than Incredibles 2. Oh, yeah. Was yeah. It? Yeah, I think it was. So. In my it was opinion. A little, a little bit, in my opinion. I, I, I was going to watch this movie, like, do I really have the energy to watch, like, a whole movie? And then I started watching it, and, like, I was engaged the whole time. Like, the time really flew by, and I was surprised, because, like, I was really tired going into this movie. But coming out, I'm like, if you're refreshed. Actually, before we even get into the movie, I will say it was only like 90 minutes long. And I appreciated that so much because I'm mm. tired of every movie being two hours when they don't need to be. Yeah. yeah. I didn't this really movie, think about it. This movie knows what it, what it wants to do and then just kind of does it. It doesn't really give, doesn't give you too well, long off. I want to disagree with that. I don't really think it knew what it was trying to do. Okay. Um, it was maybe. it was very odd where I liked the presentation, I liked the setting, I liked all of the characters, but like the bike race plot was kind of weird and very much like an afterthought, but that was the resolution of the plot. So Kevin, what is Luca about? What happens? Um so there's this little society of fish monster people uh who are fish monsters that are also kind of humanoid and they are scared of all the human the human devils or whatever, which you know understandable. Because they, they shoot harpoons at them and stuff. And the gimmick is that when they leave the water, they turn humanoid. And their tails turn invisible, unexplained. Um, and then they meet some... some They do some hijinks above water. And they meet some people and get into some action. Yeah. I don't know if it was action. But it was... Uh, things happened. <laughs> yeah. It's essentially okay. all built around the fact that... Um, this kid, Luca, and his friend, Alberto, are um, trying to hide because if they 
if if they even touch water, then they'd like turn back into a sea monster. And so it's just like shenanigans of oh no, I hope that they don't fall in a fountain. Yeah. So I get where Kevin's coming from when like it feels like the movie doesn't really have like a very specific sort of like goal or pace. Like the plot is pretty light. It's like there's not a whole lot to it. I feel like that, that kind of worked for this movie because like it's kind of like a laid back, just like two people being friends, getting into shenanigans for ninety minutes, and like it has a nice moral that kind of ties the whole theme together about like oh I, don't hide who you are, be be true to your friends, stuff like that. See, like it's a nice I agree, th- that's a nice message, and the whole thing they're like r- hiding from themselves and hiding from other people, but them finishing first place in a race just completely just fixes every single problem that anyone had like oh sea monster's scary oh they won the race oh it's fine it wasn't that they won the race it was that like over the course of the movie they bonded with like first the girl and the girl's father everyone was ready to kill them until the big dude said yeah the dad like dad actually i liked as a character he he was was awesome he was cool yeah i liked him but like the whole point they bonded with them so like when the dad normally would have at first been like kill the sea monsters, but he sees them help up the daughter, and he's like, oh wow, he realizes that they're human too, and he stands up for them in front of the town. And I thought, I thought that was and a nice, nice way to go for it. And everyone just accepted it. Is oh the yeah, the big guy missing an arm just stared them down. He stared them down without eyes. Like, can't can't question that. Are you saying that the resolution of the plot is that everyone is fearful of a guy who's going to beat up people who are intolerant of sea monsters? Yep. <laughs> well, when you put it like that, it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> um, no, but I will say, I, I think that the resolution, it, it felt a little too quick, I think. Like, like I do agree to some extent that the um, pretty much all of the townspeople just like accept the sea monsters because they're like well if some little girl and her dad says that they're cool then i guess they're cool i mean whatever um and i think that that could have been done a little bit better but i definitely disagree that the race was like the main inciting part of that like the race was set up and it made sense why they were racing and them finishing the race was not like like, it wasn't the resolution, it was just, like, they, you know, they did that, and everybody says, well, if the sea monsters, you know, they're here, and people like them, I guess we like them, too. I, I will say, considering, like, most of the townspeople, like, didn't believe in sea monsters, and, like, they were making fun of the dad and everything throughout the movie, I felt like they were quick to accept the fact that sea monsters existed. They it saw didn't me. It didn't bug me that they accepted the sea monsters so quickly, it bugged me that they were all, like, just nonchalant about the existence of sea monsters at first. They they saw fish people, and then someone yelled, Sea monster, kill the sea monster. Okay, yeah, like, a couple of kids at the beach saw, like, Alberto towards, like, you know, towards the end there. But, like, aside from that, like, no one else saw the sea monsters for the most part. Everyone was there at the end of the race. No, yeah, during the race, yeah. But, like, within five minutes, like, they were all like, Okay, sea monsters exist, let's invite them over for uh, pasta. Like they were quick to accept the fact that they existed. I don't. I mean, if you saw a sea monster, then you'd probably think they existed too. Yeah, but like, I would be in, I'd be in shock and awe for a little bit if like I just saw that. These are stronger people than you did. I I suppose they are. I mean, I guess you probably would be shocked, but also these are people who were like 
probably skeptical the whole time of like, oh, sea monsters don't exist, but then, oh, but maybe they do, you know, in the back of their head. And then when you see a sea monster, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I guess, I guess that those people saying that sea monsters existed the whole time were right, and they do exist, and they're right there in front of me. Yeah, I suppose. That makes sense. Yeah. Also, when this movie started, I assumed sea monsters would be opposed to eating fish. Yeah. They, they kind of follow that, like, for, like, the first third of the movie until they get, like, that fish and pasta dish, and they just start devouring it really fast. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess they are cool with eating fish. No, it was so... I thought they were setting up for, like, a joke or some kind of tension with the, the dead, because... There was like, hey, do you know fish? And he's like, oh, don't worry, I know fish. And I thought the joke was like, oh, yeah, he has fish friends. But no, he just helps them just catch all these fish and then just kill them all. Yeah. I mean, I guess... Kind of weird. I guess the fish were kind of just, like, livestock to them, but, like, did they kill and eat fish, the sea monster people? Like, did they also do that? Is that, like, a yeah. burger? I mean, I mean they yeah. must eat something. If they were True. vegetarian. I kind of assumed they were, like, sea vegetarians. Ugo said that he was eating whale carcass. So, like, like he wasn't killing the whales, but I think we can assume that the the sea monsters are, like, omnivores at best. At best? Yeah. (laughs) At worst, they're what? Carnivores. They just eat fish. So what's your your tier list of, of vores? Okay, I'm not. I'm not trying to rank them here. Like, I'm not a. I'm not a vegan or anything. Um, I'm just. A, you know, if we're if we're putting this on the scale of veganism, then carnivore is like ooh, scary. They're gonna eat yes. me. Okay. They are going to eat you. They're coming right now. Isn't pescatarian just like fish? It's like vegetarian, but they make an exception. I think. It's yeah, it's for people who who are vegetarian, but they really really hate fish, and so they're like, I'm gonna eat just all of the fish, out of spite. I mean, do we see them eat like any other kind of meat other than fish? Do we see them chomping on a burger? I don't know. I mean, like we pasta. see them. Uh, they have dairy products with gelato, so like you know, they they're probably not sure. vegans. Yeah, I mean, most of what we saw them eat was pasta. Because they're in Italy, so... <laughs> My vote's on Pescatarian, then. Okay. So, fun fact about the director of this movie, which I just found out, uh, apologize if I mispronounced the name, but Enrico Casarosa, he has an uncre- he is an uncredited story artist on the 2005 animated classic, Robots. Wow, Robots. I remember yep. that. He does nothing else. Movie. Just, just for what's wait, nothing time. else, like literally yeah. nothing else. No, he's done a lot of other things, like a lot of Pixar yeah. stuff, and also uh, he did. Lie. He was a story artist for the first Ice Age movie. Oh, he, in that, then he did. He did two non-Pixar movies, and then he just did a bunch of Pixar stuff. He's really gone around the uh, animation industry, huh? Well, just DreamWorks and Pixar, I think. All like, around the, the industry. They were really flexing their their technology there when he, they were like jumping in and out of the water and turning back into human and stuff. With those like elaborate transformation scenes, and it was kind of awesome. Though so I did like the uh, the whole art style of this movie, especially with the transformations. I thought that was neat. This this one was interesting because 
I feel like most Pixar movies are shot in a way where um, everything is kind of supposed to be like realistically proportioned, and it's a, it's kind of like just as if it were a real movie, but it happens to be animated. You know, things don't like like stretch and squish the way that you do in like two D animation. Um, but this one, everyone was proportioned a little bit weirdly, and like on occasion, there'd be frames of people like doing silly gags and stuff yeah I don't I know, everything of... was everything was kind of more cartoony than normal pixar yeah a lot of people were comparing the art style to uh uh i think it was a grubhub ad ad that i know <laughs> oh, uh, why did you bring this up I, no, i've I never can't... seen it so i don't know what it's like i just know a lot of people you've were comparing. never seen it stop no i have not well well save yourself the trouble don't <laughs> yeah I, I agree now i really want to see it um, I heard a lot of people saying that it was, like, just kind of modern 2D cartoons like, um, I don't know, Steven Universe or, like, Adventure Time or whatever, but in 3D. And it kind of yeah, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs really started the Sony, like, uh, 2D squish and stretch, like, that kind of animation, I think, in 3D. At least what, from yeah. what I've seen. And it, it kind of kind of gave me that vibe, but way less... Obviously. When did the movie come out? Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs? I want to say like 2010. I don't know. Because Shadow the Hedgehog came out in 2005, and that also had squash and stretch animation in 3D. <laughs> well, that's also a video game. Yeah, completely different. Not real. Um, yeah, but it was it was kind of interesting. I, I enjoyed it, especially because it still had the Pixar attention to detail and like actually looking good, you know, <laughs> which is important. As opposed to some, you know, you mentioned Sony Pictures, and a, it seems like a lot of their movies have a similar art style, but just, like, look really bland and, like, empty. Um, and this didn't look empty at all. It looked really nice the whole time. But I wouldn't want every Pixar movie to look like this. Uh, this, this whole movie... I like Pixar's like... done a really good job of... You can, you can tell what is from what movie based on, like, just, like, a still frame. You can say, like, ah, oh, yeah... That's Incredibles. Mm. That's Toy Story. That's Monsters Inc. Yeah, yeah. There's not really a Pixar style, is what I mean. I think there's a Pixar style. It's just they do like a different, like same animation style, but usually distinct, like different themes for each movie. Like if you look like a shot from like Soul, like when they're in New York City, like it's the same like Pixar style of people, but like you can recognize it's Soul instantly because like no other movie really went for that background aesthetic or even environment aesthetic i think yeah pretty much I, I think that in other movies the um especially just like the character design is unique because you know pixar has done a few different um movies with humans in them but the humans are always kind of differently proportioned like soul people don't look like incredibles people even though they're both people um but I think as far as, like, animation techniques and stuff, most of the Pixar movies use the same, like, things. Yeah, like, I but feel like a lot of Pixar... over without looking weird. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, I feel like a lot of Pixar movies have, like, a certain theme where they want to animate something to the extreme. Like, either for the fun of it or for technical prowess at the time. Like, Finding Nemo is all about making fish look like they move realistically. And I, like, and then there's like Monsters Inc. that is, has like 
the animators are trying to like come up with w- cool ways to make interesting monster designs and stuff to push the envelope of animation technology for the time. I feel like Luca's like one of the first films that they have where they just didn't. It's not that they didn't try to do that; it's that they didn't want to do that. They just were they were concerned with making a normal 3D animated. I, I feel film. like we were just, we just talked about the the transformations. Oh, okay. I mean, the the two different True. models for the True. characters. I don't know. I mean, it, it was pretty cool, but I didn't think it was like, like it was a, it was a, it was a small thing. I don't know. Yeah, and oh, I, I think a lot of um a lot of early Pixar films definitely did that of just like let's try and animate this thing, you know. And Monsters Inc. was kind of just like, hey, can we animate fur? Because really, basically, nobody had had made good animated fur before, you know, in three D. And so they were like, okay, let's try to do it. Um, or even something like uh, Brave, they like the hair technology in that was crazy because they were like the hero should have should have really big curly hair, and they were like, how do we animate that? I don't know. Um, modern Pixar movies, I think, haven't really been like focused on one technology like that as much. They still yeah. have kind of interesting and like impressive things, but not to that focused extent. When that comes to mind, is Moana? really was just like water let's make water look awesome and they did it was that pixar was that pixar i I thought that was just disney that was disney that was disney oh well disney did good good job on water (laughs) one up to pixar pixar doesn't have good water i'm still impressed every time like a recent pixar movie has done a rain scene i always was like wow it looks really nice especially in this movie where it's sunny the entire time right up until he gets on the bike and it suddenly gets dark and stormy and it, was, it felt very off. That was a time like, skip. I, I was gonna say the water looked pretty good in Luca. I don't think yeah, it, no, was it was fine. Yeah. It, was it didn't look magical, you know. <laughs> I mean, the, the water wasn't magical. It was things in the. Water. How do we know? Well, okay, I guess we don't. That's true. All them dumping waste in the water is what made the sea monsters in the first place. Pixar theory. <laughs> is that actually what people are saying? No idea. That, that, that wouldn't right surprise me at all. <laughs> this is. This yeah. is to uh, Monsters, Inc., as Rise of the Planet of the Apes is to the original Planet of the Apes movie. We're seeing the beginning, the transition from the human world to the monster world. Ooh, that's you know, that's not a bad one. Mm-hmm. Or maybe this is a, like a, it's secretly a, a prequel to Splatoon. Because uh, when you think about it, you know, people that turn into sea monsters, pretty similar to kids that turn into squids. Yeah, there point. is a similarity. So the name think... pasta in, in uh, Splatoon. That was a really big part of this movie. Um, oh yeah, I, I take I back everything so. I said. This movie is about pasta. <laughs> Dude, the pasta around the fork? Incredible. Yes. No oh, one the pasta animation was pretty good, yeah. yeah I, I like mm. pasta, yeah. It reminded me of that one Ed, Ed, and Eddie episode where when I watched it as a kid, that's when I learned how to eat no, pasta. No, Dan, no one has ever animated pasta before. It didn't happen. Okay, nah. goodbye. <laughs> um, oh, so still still talking about style here. I noticed there were like I think there were two times where there were hyper realistic humans, which reminded me a lot of Wally, which did the same thing. But it was kinda weird. Which parts? Um there were two. I think when uh Alberto is about to drive down the ramp into the water, he like looks at a picture. And it just is kind of just like a person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I forgot okay. the other one. Remember when those parents were just, like, 
beating the heck out of those kids for no reason. That was fun. I enjoyed that, that scene. That was a fun scene. It was, yeah. Luca's parents had a strange plan because they decide, hey, we need to go get our child back from the horrible human society that we know will instantly kill us if they discover that we're sea monsters. So let's splash water onto all of the kids. And it's like, what do you do after that? They're doxing him. I don't know. (laughs) They're exposing him. Yeah. (laughs) It's the only way to keep him out forever. It, It just wasn't a very good plan. No. Well, they weren't thinking logically. They were thinking with their hearts. It's fine. They won the race. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, also, though, all... I did like um, at the end. Uh, you f- you realize that two of the the old women who have been kind of just like mostly in the background in scenes were also sea monsters the whole time, and just nobody knew. Um, mm. And they just like come out as sea monsters. They're like, yeah, we're sea monsters. I feel like they probably could have focused on that sort of aspect if it was, like... What if it turned out that, like, half of the town was non-sea monsters... Or sea monsters pretending to be non-sea monsters? How would they have been pulling that off for that long? (laughs) It rains. (laughs) Umbrellas. Yeah. They were were wearing quite a bit of clothing there, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, gloves, too. Yeah, they had the, like, little head coverings, too, and everything. That was the whole thing. Didn't they have the umbrellas and then they, like, put them down and then got in the water and revealed that they were fish monsters? they just take down, yeah. like, their hoods or something? They they had umbrellas, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I love, that scene was... I, I chuckled at that. But that was like... You know a character we haven't talked about yet, but I actually really liked? The girl. I don't remember her name at all, but I really liked her character. Not enough to remember her name. <laughs> I think Dan, you should know me by now. I don't remember anyone's names. Yeah, well... Listen, Kevin, I want to be mad at you for not remembering her name, but I don't either. (laughs) If you gave me enough time, I would think of it. Luca, girl, name. Oh, Julia. I definitely did not look that up. Yeah. Because I called her Spulia. Because she threw up. Because they eat the pasta, then bike up the hill. Which is horrible, but it also Oh, yeah. Like, that's a great competition, but also horrible. I thought she was funny because she was basically just kind of like the straight man for a lot of the hijinks of just Luca and Alberto just being really dumb and not knowing anything about society. And she's like, uh, you guys good? <laughs> that was, yeah, she she played a good role, I think. Yeah. Um, Do fish people not have school based on this? Like, are they a more really primitive society? I think that they just man. learn how to be fish. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. Um, I was kind of annoyed at the whole, like, so basically, Luca finds out that school exists and that there are things and books and you can learn and society. And he's like, dude, I want to go to school. And Julia's all like, yeah, going to school. It's so cool. And then Alberto is just like super jealous the whole time because he's like, oh, I want to spend time with Luca. Why is he reading instead? Um <laughs> And then Alberto, like, no, tries to that. expose both of them in order to stop Luca from, from going to school. And I was like, ah, it hurts, you know? Yeah. But and then I, Luca I, slapped back with the, oh, it's a sea monster. Dude, I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally got yeah. what he deserved. <laughs> I think I think they were, I think that was definitely intentional to make, to put Alberto in the wrong there. But, like, you kind of feel bad for him. 
like as time goes I on. I don't make really it. feel that bad Not for really. him, honestly. Yeah, he was abandoned by his father and it lived alone and it was the only friend he had. He's yeah, like 12. but maybe yeah, but don't was, be a jerk. He's like, yeah. he's like 12. He was beggars much. to be emotionally mature. I don't, I didn't feel bad for him. I just felt good for him when he, when he made it up, like he, he fixed everything. Listen, I don't need 12-year-olds to be emotionally mature as long as those 12-year-olds don't then need me to feel bad for them, okay? They can do whatever, but I'm not going to have any sympathy for them. Bit cold. <laughs> a little. Speaking of cold, do you think that the anglerfish uncle, what would he look like if he went to the surface? Would he still be I don't think he would live. He would look like Borat because he was Sasha Baron Cohen. I breathe or live in like, like the lower pressure areas. So I think if no, you just, the surface, you just had to punch his heart. I, I, I recognized his voice, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure. I was like, "There's no way." And then in the credits, I looked, and it was him. And I'm like, "What? Crazy?" Yeah, I had no idea. That is pretty wacky. Maybe he wouldn't. Because it seemed like only the, that specific kind of... We've only seen those specific kinds of sea monsters go, like, on land. But they're Maybe related, like... The anglerfish is the brother of Jim Gaffigan fish. So, like, <laughs> genetically, how different can they be? I assumed that they started out as the same type of sea monster, and then, like, over time, he just kind of turned into that because of the, the depths of the deep ocean. I suppose. But also, when they go to the surface, like, they change, like, biologically. Like, they, they're able to, like, breathe air more easily. Really? They do. Like, we see, like, the scales disappear. Like, they become human. Like, it's not just, like, an well, illusion. He's like, what happened to my tail? And then it was just like, oh, it, like, turns invisible or something. No, 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 no. It's a tail. Like, when you get a hand cut off, you still feel like you have a hand. Doesn't mean it's there, but invisible. Oh, yeah. is that what you said? Okay. So, like, I think they actually change. I don't think it's an illusion. So, what would the, I want to... I think the uncle would survive, but I want to know what he'd look like. Oh, you know what I had a problem with? The what? parents come out of the water and just, like, walk around, like, entirely fine. Like, they've been doing it their entire lives. They might have been to the surface learned. before. It didn't seem like it. I I kind of got, I mean, it's, I think it's left open because it's explicitly said that the grandma is, like, a G and has been to the surface a lot and goes there, like, all the time. Um... I, I kind of figured that the parents probably were like when they were kids did the same thing, but now they're like, oh, we gotta keep keep Luca safe, you know, so we're not gonna let him go to the surface at all. I definitely see that. Oh, did you guys uh, see the post credit scene? That was a thing. Yeah, what? it was. Oh, I'm not yeah. sure. What was it? Um, it's just Ugo in the deep ocean. Um. He, he, like, rambles on for a bit, and then he's like, Oh, I can talk all day. You get to hear me talk because it's the only thing for miles. And it's terrifying. They brought yeah. the one fish from the fish farm with them. His yeah. only friend. That fish should be dead. <laughs> yeah, probably. I noticed that Luca could read. Mm. How did he do that? Smart. Did he learn really quick, or was the, did they teach him how to read in the not-school that they have in the ocean? Maybe you have to be literate so you can write down and keep track of all the fish that you're watching. <laughs> yeah, he was herding those, like, sheep fish. They weren't actually sheep, but they were fish. 
Luca leaving the ocean be like, so long and thanks for all the fish. Maybe they just biologically know how to read. <laughs> Alright, this is my theory on uh, the, the where the fish people came from and their relation to humanity. So, you know, you get you get the first few, like, organisms coming from the ocean onto the land. They evolve into all different kinds of land animals and eventually start to get humans. And now you're like, okay, we're in primitive times, you know, basic rural farming before the rise of major civilization. My theory is that one time a guy fell under the water and discovered that he was still part fish. He went off and started his own fish society and never really developed past the primitive farming stage. Maybe. I feel like... Nobody I had think to fall in. There was a nuclear in. testing that site right outside of that town in Italy, and it broke Godzilla up into a bunch of tiny little fish people. What? I don't think every every nuclear testing site has to be related to Godzilla. Oh, is Godzilla in SpongeBob? Yep. <laughs> I mean, probably. There are so many episodes of SpongeBob. I'm sure it's happened. The Alaskan bullworm was just baby Godzilla in the larvae stage. Wow, he, right, he looked good. really different. He, he wasn't even, like, a reptile or anything. Yeah, early, early uh, larva stage. I want to see a worm turn into, like, a gecko or something. <laughs> I really enjoyed the joke where um, they mentioned that dolphin, like, screeches. They just do that, and nobody knows why. They're like, why do they do that? Just talk. Yeah, that was, that was a good joke. That's what I say whenever I see a dog. <laughs> hmm. I wonder if it's a language barrier type dish, type of issue, you know? Or if they're actually just making noise to make noise, but they can talk. Maybe, I but I mean, like, even if they are communicating in high-pitched screeches, all of the other, like, talking fish people would be like, what the heck? Just, just say it. Yeah. They're probably like, some of the loudest creatures just because of that. Now, they can speak the same, la same language, they're just doing a bit of trolling. Maybe <laughs> dolphins are like the ocean equivalent of a really loud motorcycle. What? That, like, in the sense that they're loud and annoying just for the sake of it? Yeah, and they zoom around really fast. Just kind of to show off. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, look how loud I can screech. Like, I could see, like, Luca's dad just going through a midlife crisis and getting a dolphin to, like, drive around. Wait, I thought dolphins were people. Yeah. Oh, maybe. We never oh. see a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The mom in this was also the mom in Big Hero 6. She's really good at being a mom, I guess. And the mom in, uh, Mitchell's vs. the Machines and the uh, Willoughby's. And there's another animated movie in which she was a mom this year that came out. What was it? I have, okay, I have, like, continually seen a bunch of things of Mitchells and the Machines. Like, I know it exists, but I have no idea. I never saw any trailer for it or anything about it before it came out. I was seeing things for, for like, years. Like, it came out, like, it got delayed a bit, and then it just got name change. And a studio, another studio bought it, I think. So I, I was, I remember hearing about it for a while. I think I saw a review on YouTube, and that was the first time I saw it after it came out. <laughs> but this isn't a cubic inch of the Mitchells versus the Machines. Okay, You're right. So now, remember that one be... guy who was, like, what was his name, like, Mr. Vespa? Yeah, no, the bully? Yeah, the bully. Urkel. Vespa's the bike. 
His name wasn't actually Mr. Best. I, I know, I know. I didn't remember his actual name, but I remember they called him that. Uh, yeah. yeah, what was his deal? How old was he, and why was he bullying he was elementary like schoolers? 17. Yeah. I he th- said he was 17. How old was he, actually? You know, like, you were 17 last year. He's like, now it's actually it- true. <laughs> I thought I thought he was claiming to be sixteen and like he was actually seventeen or something. I feel like eighteen's a stretch. He could drive. Okay, sixteen, seventeen-year-olds can drive, and we only ever see him drive the scooter. I don't think, I don't think that has as strict of a licensing. Maybe. Uh, yeah, like it's it's a tiny it's a tiny town. Nobody's probably gonna stop him. Yeah, literally nobody around. does stop him. Literally, a lot of like stealing and bullying and like child assault was happening and nobody was stopping anyone i mean it looks like a small conservative town out in the countryside they may not have the most progressive policies when it comes to that kind of thing what you might be kind of like oh let the let the kids fight it out like that kind of attitude that you find. No, i mean the adults were beating up the kids the adults were beating up the kids they were remember like the Lucas' parents were, but that was because they were sea monsters. Why? I'm saying, why didn't anyone care? Oh. Uh, yeah, and Dan, it's a, you know, it's a little bit problematic for you to be saying, oh, they were beating up kids, but that's just because they're sea monsters. What, so you think that all sea monsters eat children now? Is that what it is? No, only the ones looking for children. Oh, I see. It's 2021. But what year is it in the movie? Uh-huh. Our festival gonna... is still a cool thing to have. I don't know. I haven't lived in Italy, so I can't quite comment on what the interests there are. Mm. True. I know there were a few old movie posters hung around the movie, like on walls and stuff. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like the parody one of Creature from the Black Lagoon. That's yeah. nice. So maybe oh, that's yeah. a clue. I, as to the I did want to go back to the dad because... um. Because we mentioned we mentioned the dad. I think Dan said that he was he was cool, and I just want to you know dad appreciation thread. He would he was he was very it was it's a more nuanced character than he seemed at the beginning. Because at first it's like ooh he's you know the the tough dad who like probably hates sea monsters because he like lost his arm to a sea monster or something. Um, but then not only do they reveal that actually he's a really sensitive guy. But also that he was just born without an arm, like a lot of people are. And, you know, you don't have to have the whole Moby Dick stereotype or whatever. Yeah, that was nice. I like that. That was a surprise to me. The bit when he's like, I'm going to look for Alberto. It's like, okay, wow, he's a caring fellow. That's nice. Yeah, but not enough to like, well, this isn't just his fault. Because he's actually the one that solved the problem. But literally for like days or maybe even a week, um... Alberto was struggling to eat that, and everyone was just yelling at him, like, try harder, try harder, and nobody told him how to eat it correctly until the dad came in and was like, here's how you do it. <laughs> Imagine being in Italy and watching someone, like, fail to eat pasta for so long, and just not doing anything to help. They were just making fun of him. I feel like this is kind of fun, I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah. Kid wanted to win, though. Julia. Yeah, but like it's it's once it's a quick trick. It's like okay, pasta twist. I go me. Pasta twist. That sounds like a <laughs> dance. 
Also, they broke up the team officially, and then they just, like, awarded them as, like, a team. They were going for the emotional, sentimental victory. <laughs> that sounds like a like a, a possible ending in a Civ game. You know, like, oh, you got the emotional victory, it's okay. I never won an emotional victory in a Civ game. <laughs> Not once. I've never won an emotional victory in real life. Dan won an emotional victory in real life. I've won men. I called Dan stupid at one time, and he won. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. What did I win for that? Oh yeah, I had the moral high ground forever. <laughs> That's a pretty big victory right there. I, but is it worth it? Is it worth being called stupid just to have the moral high ground because Kevin made fun of you when he said he wasn't going to make fun of you? I mean, I'm going to get called stupid either way. I might as well get the moral high ground while I'm at it. Okay, alright, fair. No, you know what? It's not fair. That's stupid. I don't care. I have the high ground. <laughs> oh, dang. Don't try it. Funny. Anyway, what do you guys think of uh, the current trend of Pixar movies? Have they been doing well? They've been doing alright. I, I think for the most they're part, they've been pretty good. Yeah, not I really, think they're like, blown away, but yeah. they're fine. I think they're doing adequate as like a company, like from what I can see as a consumer. They're like, yeah, they're putting out stuff, and it's it's all right. Nothing not mind blowing. Or two anytime soon. I no. I like the past four movies. Like I thought the past four movies they put out have all been at least good. What like, were Toy those? Story, Toy Story Four, Onward, Soul, and Luca. Like I've liked all of those. some of them better than others. But... I've only seen Toy Story Four and Luca. Also. Was what came out first? Was it Incredibles two or where did that come? When did that come out? Incredibles two was twenty eighteen. Toy Story four was twenty nineteen. Dang. Oh. So Incredibles two was the I didn't like, and like that was three years ago. But like since then, I think the four oh movies they did have all been pretty good. Inside Out came out in twenty fifteen. That was so long ago. Can I you believe that? that? I can believe that. I can't. I don't believe it. It's lying to me. Nah, it's real. That that happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I I agree that like I think of of those four that are the most recent. Um, Onward was was kind of eh, like it was just fine. It didn't really do anything egregiously wrong, but I don't really have any motivation to watch it again. Um. Soul and Luca, I would both watch again. Toy Story 4, I probably would. Toy Story 4 was great. I really liked that one. Yeah. A lot of people thought yeah. it was unnecessary, but I I disagree because I liked it. Yeah, I really liked that one, too. I enjoyed it. it was, I think it was on par with the rest of the Toy Story franchise, so good job, Pixar. It's a cookie. I think the the 2010s overall were were a little bit shaky, like, there were some good ones, notably Inside Out, but most of them, <laughs> most of them, Coco. the release Almost forgot about Coco. There was Coco. I honestly never saw Coco. I've heard it's Coco, good. I like that one. I, like I really that. like Coco. Coco's, Coco's one of the Pixar movies that, like, hits in the emotional feels, I think. And mm -hmm. also looks really, really good. Yeah. It was nice, yeah. Um, I think... But yeah, it was just, like, Cars 2... Brave were like, eh. Monsters Let's... University was like, alright. I kind of liked it, but it was, it's, uh... Wait, when did Cars 3 come out? Cars 3 was 2017. 
What? Yeah. I never saw that one. <laughs> Me neither. I did. It was fine, I think. Did that anybody see the good dinosaur? Yes, no. and it's also fine, but a little worse than Cars <laughs> 3, in my opinion. You're so excited to say it was fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I, re- I just remember a lot about that movie for no reason. I watched it, like, when it came out, and I'm just like, I remember a lot of scenes. Like, more so than, like, Cars 3, and or, like, a lot of other movies I've seen. Which is odd, because it was just mediocre. But the nature looked really good. I think that's what they focused on in that was movie. Was it better or worse than real nature? Um, probably better. I don't know. They made it look it's nice. Bad. Real nature looks pretty nice. I don't know. Okay, I'm look. I'm looking. I'm still looking at just the list of Pixar movies. I think the best streak that they've ever had was Ratatouille, Wall-E, and Up are like three. Oh, and Toy Story Four were like all really fantastic. Wait, Toy Story Four came out after. Or, Up. Sorry, Toy Story no, Three. Toys- Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> I would have immediately went to Cars 2. <laughs> yeah, and then they went to Cars 2. Mm. That was a good stretch. I like that one. Now, even get really, that stretch back. If if you kind of like forgive Cars, you really have a solid like what is that? 11 movie streak of like It's okay Cars, I forgive you. <laughs> it's, like, it's all the it's all the first like few Pixar movies like Toy Story Bugs Life, Toy Story 2. No, all those ones that we love. Then you have Cars, which is like Cars oh, one was fine. People like Cars, like it's not great. People like Cars, and then you get into the Ratatouille to Toy Story three stretch. It's like those first eleven movies, like that's a pretty good streak. Cars is fine, but I don't think it compares at all to the surrounding movies. Um, it has nah. the highway in it. That's true. I don't <laughs> care. I don't like Life is a Highway. Okay. I can't believe you would tell me this. <laughs> I only like Life is a Highway if it's in a slideshow. <laughs> it's it's so generic. What else can I say? I think Life Pixar made more money off of the Cars movies than like anything else combined tenfold or something stupid like that. Yeah, in merchandising. I I had a lot of Cars merchandise. Cars are fun to play with. That is true. That was a good good decision. Financially, the bugs I think. are why, not fun to play with. Why aren't kids these days playing with Lucas, huh? Why you don't like sea monsters? Playing with toys. <laughs> no. <laughs> While we're talking about the past of Pixar, let's take a look to the future. Their next two films are one, Turning Red and Lightyear. Now, I don't really know what Turning Red is about. I think it's about a girl that turns into a giant red panda. I, I, was, I don't know any more specifics than that. Lightyear, yeah, I, I think, think that's. I think that's what we know about it, basically. Oh, neat. That sounds neat. But and then, and then Lightyear. This one I'm curious on. This one is a prequel about Buzz Lightyear. I'm but sorry, like, but the real Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. Uh, bu- oh uh, what was it? Buzz, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Command. Yeah, that show was awesome. I just recently found that I had it on VHS still. Oh yeah, that was another. That's another TV show that kind of came out of a movie. Um, Turning Red weirdly feels like. Like, okay, kid turns into giant red panda now, but didn't we just have kid turn into sea monster, you know? What's with kids turning into things? Kids um, turn into cars. But I'm sure that I'm sure that it'll be fine. Uh Lightyear, I don't know about. I, I it's 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 a it's a questionable idea and I'm not So what is the idea? Is it a prequel of 
the toy, or is it a prequel no, of real guy. The source material? I think the it's in in the Bye. universe of Buzz Lightyear. Oh yeah, so they're just oh. recounting the show, which I considered canon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody I was think, really no, worrying think, about the Buzz Lightyear canon, to no, be honest. Was, wasn't that show, like, in the movie? Weren't they watching it or something? They were playing a video game, I think. In the Maybe one, in the Toy Story game. universe, Lightyear is a modern-day reboot of the movie, which... Of the, of the show, which also exists in the Toy Story universe. Does that make sense? Yeah. You could see it. Mm. Reboots. <laughs> um there's also uh monsters at work is that actually being done by pixar or i believe so that's a show right is yes a spin-off yeah. of yeah it's, it's, like, like it's like a sequel to monsters inc oh no yeah i just completely forgot that show was a thing even though we were talking about it like half an hour ago <laughs> yeah um i believe it is done by i'm checking it, I'm I'm tentatively excited for it because I do kind of like the idea of continuing the story of Monsters Inc. But I'm also like, ah, eh, don't don't screw it up. <laughs> yeah, I never really wanted to see more, but like, it could be cool. I'm excited. I don't think I'm gonna watch it, but I respect it because I think that these kinds of shows are the ones that should have been on Disney Channel. But Disney Plus is just new disney channel basically yeah i'm saying this is what the kind of stuff that should have been on disney channel okay well it's, it is pixar that's at least producing this and, and i do also think that if they were to make a follow-up to monsters inc it makes more sense to make it a show instead of another movie because i don't know what they would do in a movie <laughs> you think they're gonna make an incredibles show i hope not uh let the Incredibles just be a thing that happened once in 2005, and maybe it happened again in 2018, and that's it. I think the Incredibles show could be pretty good. Taking place in the glory days, I don't know. That actually would be cool. Mm. I don't really know the because the, the glory days... No, but, like, they could do their own version of, like, the Golden Age that, like, a lot of comic book series have, but do it with their own original characters. Like, that's a decent... That could be a decent show. The thing is that the glory days in The Incredibles seemed like they were supposed to be just, like, really generic superhero stuff, and then afterwards, like, The Incredibles is essentially, like, a deconstruction, you know, or, like, a half-deconstruction, at least. So to go back to that... I feel like it would just turn out generic at best. I think you could do good generic. Generic's not always bad. Yeah, but we're just getting so much superhero content right now that I really don't feel the need to like, oh, we we really need some more Incredibles content that is more generic than the Incredibles, you know? Well, you don't necessarily... I think you get into the weirder Golden Age stuff. Like, you look at, like, the DC Gold and Silver Age, like, really fat Flash running around. Like, oh my, so you're saying that we should get an Incredibles multiverse story? No, I'm <laughs> that saying... happened during the Golden Age. And like, Incredibles, they just never mentioned it ever again. Like, oh yeah, remember that one time when like all the universes collided and we met up with like a bunch of different Mr. Incredibles? 
I was just kind gonna of crazy say how that had no repercussions. I was just gonna say they could lean into the weirder aspects of like old comics, and like that could be kind of like fresh and new, and still kind of fit with like the old timey comic feel of the glory days. What if they just made Incredibles comics? <laughs> I'm surprised. Huh. If they haven't, I'd be surprised. Like just maybe a limited series or something. I think in Finding Nemo, you see a background character reading a Mister Incredible comic. Oh yeah, I think I think that's true. Yeah. The Pixar theory, it's all connected. Yes. Pizza Planet truck is eternal. It's everywhere. By and large. Was the Pizza Planet truck in this? I don't know. I, not, I, did, I haven't not. thought about that in ages. <laughs> I, I don't think it was. I don't think we saw any pizza in this movie. That's what odd. happened to the Pizza Italy. Planet truck? Is that still a thing? Do they still do that? Probably not. Maybe it was like somewhere in the background in an ocean scene just like sunk in the background i don't know completely guessing mm. that it, like it kind of wouldn't fit with the with the aesthetics at all but they 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 put it into uh brave and it didn't really fit in there at all so okay so there are incredibles comics and incredibles 2 comics i'm looking at this one incredibles 2 crisis in midlife and other <laughs> stories <laughs> Riveting. Okay, this says, In Luca, the truck appears in a unique form as a small three-wheeled pickup. Oh. Hmm. That's neat. Apparently it's been in every movie except for The Incredibles. Wow. Nobody's found it yet. <laughs> uh, but it is in The Incredibles video game, so it's okay. They made up for All it. Right. That's good. I was scared there for a second. And it's in the Lego game. I forgot that Lego Incredibles was a thing. Yeah, they never, they never did other, like, Lego Pixar stuff, did they? Not as far as I know. So anyway, you guys got final thoughts? That's yeah. fine. I liked it. I, it was I, pretty I'd good. Would you recommend it? I would. If you're just looking for, like, like 90 minutes of, like, something kind of, like, enjoyable and, like, relaxing, but, like, you're not really going to get super into it. Like, this is a pretty solid movie. It's the chill Pixar movie. That's how I'd advertise it to a friend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. It, it did make me feel emotions, but not as strongly as um, Toy Story 4 or Inside Out or others. Mm. So for next week, we're going to be reviewing Metroid Fusion because nobody suggested anything else, really. <laughs> I was going to, then I forgot, and then I was about to, but then I saw there was only an hour left to suggest, and I'm like, yeah, I'll just wait till next week. I win. <laughs> Kevin has finally gamed the system. <laughs> and by gamed the system, I mean Metroid Fusion to the GBA, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this will be an exciting one, especially, you know, in anticipation of Metroid Dread coming out in a few months. Geez, in a few months. Oh, that's so soon. That's exciting. Yeah. Anyway, emails can be sent to us at acubicinterfsound at gmail.com. Please send them. We, we need, need to review things. Desperately. I don't know what we'll do if we don't get an email soon. We'll pick the email like once a month. 